Hey there, today's podcast is a follow-up, part three of the Emotional Intelligence Strategies, a personal journey settling my child into school for the first time. In fact, it, there was some twists and turns that happened between the last episode and this one that I'm sharing, uh, really helping to particularly detect trauma symptoms and how to handle difficult situations in a school environment, especially when confronted by people who attempt to take your power over assert you with their alleged authority. So what I'm actually going to share with you today is an excerpt or an edited version, a part of a two and a half hour phone call, a Zoom call, sorry, with my clients in my one of my programs. Uh, that is, uh, as, I as I took them through the process of looking at the tools and the strategies of what I teach about harnessing and mastering your energy. And then I shared with them at the end of the call, the exact example of how I applied these moving into forward from a situation that was very, very difficult, very challenging, very emotionally um, taxing, if you will, but also very liberating on the other side of it. So uh, without further ado, I'm just going to introduce you to this podcast, part three, and I hope it brings you a lot of value and insight and lots of wisdoms, wisdom for takeaways. And remember, our children are our greatest asset and it's our duty to protect them, guide them and love them with all that we've got. So who would like to hear an update of my story because this is a this here we're like give me the chase <laughs> right and um it is it's quite complex but i'm going but i'm going to simplify it but i'm going to share some behavior to for you to see how things came to light right um so to just give you a little bit of uh background my son has been in a particular, in the particular style of school when he was younger from one to three and a half, loved it. Um, the, I'm, I pulled him out a week before the COVID crisis. Um, it was an intuitive thing, but it was also because for a couple of six to eight weeks, he'd been really unsettled because right before the end of 2019, a couple of weeks before the new year, um, he'd been, there was one spot open in the next class after three and a half years of being with his friends in the other experiences, uh, they chose him to put him up. Now, he got singled out, put up there, but it was a shock to him, None of, no new friends, but there was, what well, the issue was is there was one particular teacher who was mistreating him. And I learned some of the other kids too. We nicknamed her the crone. So that gives you a bit of an idea, right? The old crone wasn't a good match for the style of school either. So we were all, as parents, we were like, why is she a teacher in this place, right? So he's had two years of homeschooling with me. I'm very much in his world. He's an extremely, most of you know, grown up with him as well. He's the most social like being, he's interactive. He loves learning. He likes, he, he loves to be, you know, you know, be able to have the freedom to learn. That's what I've empowered him with, to focus on what is his favorite things. He's also last term, you all know that I actually held him back uh, from, he got accepted in enrollment for another version of, a bigger version, if you like, of this private independent school. And um, I held off because of what was going on. 
And so I put him into a private, it was another teacher who stood down from her job, did one of those, the, the thingy. And she set up a, a group, um, which it was a, a whole day event. And she'd actually teach them a, on a broad scale collective, but it was play-based, but they were learning and, and a lot as well at the same time. Loved it. Often said he would miss me sometimes, but it's okay, mummy, but I, I miss you. It's like he was reassuring me. I miss you, but I really enjoyed myself, had fun, right? So, and he would ask to go more, <laughs> right? Um, so, you know, he's got, a, he, he's got a great experience and a great range of people that he's associated with. He would go to nature club, he would go to sports, he would go to an art class, and, you know, him, me or my, or his nana would sit in the background and just witness him just totally interact and play. Always a delight um, and, you know, cheeky and fun. And he's the, he's the involver. So he's, his personality as well. Like he, he's such an empath and such a sensitive that he will try and include everybody in without exclusion, right? That's really important to him. So I finally accepted to have him into this private independent school. And I'm going to put the offset. It hasn't been a positive experience for him, me or Nan, right? The first few days, it was okay. But it turns out that the teacher, because it has a couple of teachers, the main teacher wasn't really in the class for the first few days. By Friday, when he came home, he was getting really restless and really disruptive at home, really clingy, really saying, I don't want to go to school, mum. Do I have to go to school again? Um, and I'm like, okay, it might be some settling in issues because there were, I have to share this part too. He was supposed, he was, last term he, he did an induction in his proper class. I'm just don't want to give too many details. I don't want to identify, right? Um, he was supposed, he, the teacher, I loved her. I could resonate. He loved her, did two days, loved it. And I said, I, I'm, not going to, I'm just going to defer the enrollment and hold off. When they called me on the Friday, I, I knew it was time to go in, but the vice principal or whatever they call themselves, who was very much, I could see through her straight away. She's an authoritative, authoritative person, right? Um, which totally is the polar opposite of the purpose of the school, independent learning, self-leadership, self-direction. You can't, it's a paradox, isn't it? Yeah, be an independent leader, but do as I say. <laughs> right? So there's already a bit of a fish rots and stinks from the head down, right? <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, they had it told me that he was going to go into the next level class, but it includes six to nine-year-olds. He's five. Five. They knew he hasn't got a, he's not up to speed with his phonetics yet, but he's five regardless, right? Two, two years out of a system, he would have been perfect in the other one, in the three to six, because it's still very integrative. It, like, let's integrate. And so, on Monday, I get sent an email with a pamphlet saying, with, an, with a reminder to go to this two-hour workshop on how to deal with anxiety in your child at school. 
And I'm like, something's fucking wrong. Something's really wrong. Monday, by Monday night, he's having tr night tremors. Does everyone know what they are? He's waking up, but not awake, but he's fighting in his sleep, screaming, I don't want to go to school. Trauma. I'm like, okay, maybe this is connected to the first time when you're three and a half years. Remember, you moved up. So I'm doing everything I can to support him and, and encourage him and say, you know, you're in a great place, blah, blah, blah. And then Tuesday, by Wednesday, you will read my post. Yes. Wednesday afternoon, he had a great bonding time, cuddled up to me, says, thanks for hearing me, mum. I'm ready to go back to school now. He's feeling empowered. Thursday morning, he's even happy to be at the gate with his lunchbox in his backpack with the vice principal at the gate. Bye, mum. Have a good day. How cute. I'm like, yes, we've got integration. And then I learn on Friday morning. On Thursday, the vice principal had called my mum. I know, everyone just went... <laughs> I didn't receive a phone call, no voicemail, no email. Wait, it gets worse. She tells my mum that has had some, he's been unsettled in school. He's been a bit upset, but it's okay. She's come on in and had a chat with him and helped him write a list of some things that make him feel better. <laughs> and she says, I called you because I thought if I call Katie, she'll come down and get Brayden out of the school. She may as well have broadcast, I'm the boss, I'm the authority, you're a pushover, but your daughter will push back. She denied me choice. <laughs> who would ever, who, who else would feel bad about that experience? Just, that's just like any parent, right? <laughs> not, it, not okay. It's, by the way, um, this same person on the first day when we did a, in like a little 15 minute introduction, cause no induction into this new class. She wanted to show me the new pathway where the, 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 the drop off for the little, the, that older group is. And it was a really pretty pathway. And she was walking in front of us and I said, look, it's a secret garden. And she goes, it's not a secret garden. And I can't recall the exact words, but she was correcting me about it being a secret garden. It was like a pathway. And I said, well, work with me here. I'm trying to make this fun. And um, she said, there's no secrets. It's damaging for the kids. And I thought, well, you know, fair call. Yeah, okay. I, I agree, no secrets. But hang on to that point, folks. Because if there's no secrets and you are manipulating, actively going behind my back to call someone who is not a primary parent, who is an emergency contact on the list. You've just broken your integrity of the code of conduct. <laughs> that in itself, forget what, what comes next is still as bad and, and bad, but like that, that in itself is a violation. Would everyone agree? Boundary deal breaker. <laughs> Needs to be called to account and trust me, it will. <laughs> Dan is like, oh, that woman doesn't know who she's about to fuck with. She's fierce, loving and fierce. <laughs> Marie's the same, like, 
who wants to be a fly on the wall? Like even my mum says, I wish I'd be a fly on the wall with your meeting today. <laughs> but I've got good memory and recalls. So, and I'm excellent at telling stories and repeating what's going on, not for the sake of diminishing anyone, but for, the, for to demonstrate how to stand in your power and to call out this book, right? You call it out. Now, I found out on Friday morning only because my mom tells me, and because I, and I, the question came up for me, my mom, why didn't you call me? And the thing is, this is what they do. They know who are the people within there who is intimidated and, and not activated in their own power. So she's used subconscious priming. She's basically told my mom not to call me through that same command. Does everyone get that? She, no, 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 no. Let me be clear. Let me state that clearly. When you say I'm calling you because I think Katie will come and collect out of the school, what she's saying is you won't come and get him. And it's a perceived threat for my mum because if she feels like if I do go down, she's, got, she's like the vice principal's going to know that I told you and now, now I'm in and she doesn't know how to handle that. Does everyone understand that? But this is a good learning because you could on the ego level or on the, that's f***ed up, you should have told me, right? But you've got to look at the emotional level of what's going on and the programming level and looking at what needs are people needing to meet. So at a level, even though my mum my is definitely, and trust me, she was feeling a whole lot of emotion. She said to me, on the Friday morning when she was telling me I had chest pain when this woman was on the phone to me. I felt bad. I could feel this pain. And, you know, um, it, she could feel the manipulation of what this was going on with this woman, right? And so, and this is all perfect learning. Like, as it's, I'm, I actually think I'm doing really super well. Trust me, I want you to be really clear. I was in a dark place for 36 hours. Dark. But I was in so much contraction because I was in this stress response for my son and thinking and just going through the story in my head of how this shouldn't happen in any school, but you'd expect it in a public school, but not a private independent school, right? And certainly not in the school that I'm spent a lot of time researching. I've spent time in and like, I'm just like, oh, what? But remember what's at play here. This is all bringing all the dark to light. This is my soul's path with my son to help bring light to a system that has got away with some pretty crap for quite a while. <laughs> well, fog lights are about to come on, folks. <laughs> all right, so that's bad enough behaviour-wise. She omitted to tell my mum why he was upset. She didn't go into detail. So on that night, on Thursday, this is where my mum went into quite a grief spin because she went into guilt about not telling me earlier. And, and you can see how it, trauma connections and loops get activated because it, you, it might be like, well, why did he, she even still send him to school on the Friday, right? Okay, understand what's going on here. Is it much easier to be able to hear this story after I've given you the unpack of what goes on in the, in the mind and everything else, right? So you're not being triggered and activated. You might be like, oh my gosh, but it's not this big energetic trigger inactivation, right? And so I can go into the detail without you, I'm getting out of water, uh, without, without it impacting you in a negative way. 
I want you to take the lessons from this. See it for what it is. And so on Thursday, my mum, we call it pillow talk. So we have a little chat and encouraging him to share about his day. What does he like about it? What does he not like about it? And she could see that he was quite shut down. And anyway, he turned around and he said, he was quiet for a bit and she said that he, he came out and he says, okay, Nana, I'll tell you. And it was like he had bottled it up for so long and she said his voice carried embarrassment. It was like shame. And she, he, the first thing he said was, um, I got water, uh, the, the teacher yelled at me today. She said that I spat water at some kids. And she said, what happened? And he said, I went to take a drink of water at the water fountain and I've seen him do it. They got to put their head upside down to do it. And he said, I got water up my nose and I spat it out. And two kids ran off and said that I spat water at them. And she said, well, and she didn't at that time get the full description of what happened. But in his, and, and then she said, oh my goodness. And then he, in his mind, because he's, he's like, and, and, no, no, I went to the corner and cried. And she said, she just felt him. She's five years old. No one went to console him. Now, that's about as much information as he'd give her. So she still doesn't understand how deep it is yet. So she tells me on Friday what's going on. Actually, I already told you what, didn't mean to say that word, what the woman had said um, to, uh, to her about avoiding me, right? So the, um, Friday, when he got home from school, I started having a chat with him, but he was a bit shut down. It was Friday night. I started to get a little bit more information, but not a lot. And on Saturday, when we woke up and he started to talk to me, I, because I, the first thing he's saying, I don't want to go to school, mum. I said, okay, well, I'm not going to make you go to school, but could you tell me what's going on so I know why? And he opened up, and this is what I learned. His teacher, the main teacher, had been yelling at him on a regular basis and not just him, but some of the other kids. And when I qualified with him and said, well, what do you mean by yelling at you? Can you show me? And this kid goes, and he went into the perfect mimicry and he turns around and goes, don't do that. It made me contract. Because one, it's not appropriate. Two, it is the polar opposite of what is designed for how they are meant to approach the children. And I felt sick. And I had to keep myself centered the whole time so I wouldn't go activated into fear or anger or I had to hold the space for him to keep asking questions so that they were open-ended, I'm not planting seeds. I'm like, could you please tell me a little bit more about, I said, that's not, that, that didn't feel good, I bet, huh? Because I can see it didn't feel good, right? And it's no, it didn't feel good. All right, sorry, I, I apologise. I said, how did you feel? He says, not good. And I learned for the sake of this, because this took a lot. This is why I was so upset for 36 hours because I'm getting bits of information, right? I'm not getting the whole lot. So I'm trying to work out what's going on. But it turns out um, 
the going to the corner was a separate incident to being yelled at about the water fountain. I said to him, did she, did the teacher ask you about anything or give you a chance to talk to you? He goes, no, she just said, don't do that. I'm like, wow. So he's being just taken from first sight from two other kids without even, you know, asking a bit more information and then going straight into that. Um, I said, has she ever done that before in the class? She says, yeah. I said, when else has she done that? He goes, well, she doesn't like it when I shrug, but I don't know why. But if I do this, she goes, don't do that. But he says, but I don't understand. I don't know why she's yelling at me. And the bawling up in the corner of the incident was, he, he was very clear on his story. He was near two older girls who would have been in the upper end of the bracket who were reading a book. And in his version of the story, he says, Mum, I was laughing. They thought I was laughing at the book and they told me off to sit in the corner. I said, what? I said, what? what curious, what were you laughing at? He says, oh, Mum, fighting dragons. Now, you have to understand context. He dissociated his because he likes the book Fighting Dragons that we read with him. And he's taking himself internally to a happy place because he's not feeling like he's fitting in. And he's laughing to feel better about himself. And these two girls had admonished him, sent him to a corner where he cried. I said, did any teacher come to, to help you? No. I said, have you cried before? This is lots of times, mummy. He says, even says, cry, baby. New friend, you're supposed to be. So it's really clear from information that I've gathered that there is a pattern of regular tone with energy that goes with it that says, you're not good enough. Oh, one of the things he said to me was that, because I said, does she yell at everyone? Not everyone, mum, just, uh, he said, not the big kids because they're smart. And I'm like, he's never had that concept ever in his life. So this is on the Friday, right? This happened on Thursday at 10.30 in the morning. The vice principal has called my mum at about 10.52. Bang on. Went for six minutes 40. We've recorded everything. <laughs> Documented everything. I don't get any email or communication from anyone. On Friday, I sent an email off asking some questions about, hmm, could you please fill me in a bit more? Finding out what's, you know, giving them an opportunity to respond. Then I discover deep down in my email from directly from the teacher at 10 p.m. the night before, 12 hours after the event, sent me an email asking me to have a meeting with her on Monday because he's trying to settle in. The same person told me on the Wednesday morning when he was apprehensive about staying, reassured me that he is settling in really well. He's integrating really well. He's playing sports. He's, he's sitting at lunch with the other kids. And they're creating this mindful. There is nothing that you can do outside to 
ease the pain of someone who is in a stressful environment that is perceiving someone as a direct threat and feels powerless. So I've used every tool that I teach you to bring myself back to balance so I can be in a place. And I did this. I'm about to send off an email this morning with an eight-page document. I'm making it really clear from the onset about the two key incidences, yelling and undermining me, which is disrespectful and unprofessional, and then document everything. I'm putting it out. In the, if it was a minor issue, I'd just have a meeting with the teacher. But this is a major issue. And now I've also got a vice principal who is enabling. And so I'm sending an email to be completely transparent to the teacher, the vice principal, and the principal with everything. No one can hide, no miscommunication. No misdirection, no head. I'm calling it to account. I bet many of you are like, God, I'd like to read that email. <laughs> and I haven't even done it perfect. Like I've done it. And the thing is, it's, it's, done, it's done from a place of I am staying unemotional. I am just because I, I didn't even write it until last night when I got myself into a complete space of just pure love. I'm unrattled. I'm no, I don't see them as a threat. That vice principal might like to try and throw her imaginary weight around and her grandiose sense of authority. But I came into that place expecting to partner with someone, not be as a partnership, not a dictatorship. And I'm ready to call to account these actions just by simply pointing out what facts. And in there, I ask questions as well. What are your policies in addressing these things? How are you going to handle and intervene? Uh, my, my headline is, will not be returning to school until these key issues are addressed. She tried to, <laughs> she's gonna have a knees knocking today because if she is trying to avoid me from picking him up early and now he's just not coming back until I'm addressing them. And it's either going to go one of two ways. They remove him from the class and have to address what's going on because I'm there also now to protect the other kids in that class. That needs to be addressed. And then it also needs to be addressed with how the other, you know, the, the, the vice principal is approaching stuff. That's not cool. Now, I'm expecting to be a 12-year relationship. We're into week one and a half. And I'm thinking, and I'm completely unattached to staying. I'm okay if, if we pull out. So with that lack of, I don't, see, if I was attached to staying, I'd be like a little bit tentative, wouldn't you? You're typically going to, oh, I don't want to rock the, I don't want to them off. I don't want to, um, and typically with someone who's willing to do what the vice principal does, they will end up trying to target you moving forward for standing up. That won't work on me. All you're going to do is create a whole of a lot of a hole for yourself. You, and I'm grateful. I, you know, I went from feeling really quite upset of my being disappointed in the expectations and the standards. 
But then I became into the more I did the self-love, self-care, brought myself back, because then I could do that. The more I could do that, I could console him, right? I could hold that space for him. So it brought a lot of extra healing for me too and a great lesson and experience. And by the way, he's not going back and he's so happy, right? Uh, oh, to be clear, he wants to go back to school. He wants to go to that school. He just doesn't want that teacher. He's very clear that the other teachers are, are nice. They're not doing the yelling. It's that teacher that is the problem. So he said, Mum, I want to go back to school. I just don't want to be with that teacher. And the reason why I got to that place, because he kept asking me, I don't want to go back to school, Mum, but can I go back to Miss which is the person he was with in term one. So I'm like, okay, so it's not, oh, oh. And the vice principal told my mum, he looks lost and he looks, um, what's the word? Um, he looks lost and he says he doesn't like to learn. I can tell you, he likes to learn. But no one wants to learn when they're under a stressful environment, under threat. So I'm calling all this out, bringing it all to light. And I'm unattached whether he goes back to that school or not. And if they, it, depending on how they respond, let me tell you how this goes, right? And I'm telling you, I'm already in my red. Don't me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the thing is, I've already told them, here's how I want it reconciled a full and complete written and verbal apology to me and a for him in front of the class. You've humiliated him in front of it. You can let them know that he needs to be acknowledged in front of the class and model the behaviour of what's okay and not okay. He needs to be removed and put into the appropriate class, which needs to be the younger class first to integrate. He says, I could, like, I could do the other big class. And it's really only because he wants the bigger playground that goes with it. <laughs> right. like yeah you need some more time to integrate mate <laughs> and on that point by the way it's really clear because I had there was a parent meeting two days in on the Friday and she hides especially if you're awake and you're aware I'm two days in and I'm already getting the underground rumble of a couple of things that are going on in that school I'm already getting a sense of how some people don't feel good in the presence of the vice principal. My roles. I'm like, hmm, interesting. This woman has complete lack of self-awareness of her approach and how people actually respond to her. From what's clear and apparent to me is they've made a choice. She has most likely made the choice to put into this class to make their numbers and agenda fit without factoring in the priority of his best experience. So that needs to be acknowledged. That's the elephant in the room. You made a really bad choice. That, cho that was not a good choice. And that needs to be rectified immediately. And the, he's already been denied a week and a half of his best experience. So that needs to be today, organized today. Not a week away. And it needs to be brought to account behavior, right? And that 
it needs to be really clear that it's a partnership, not a dictatorship, and that uh, that kind of approach will. Uh, and and also, how do you think I'm going to feel? How did you pause to think that I'm going to feel when I find out about your approach with that? How am I supposed to trust you, or have any sense of rapport with you, let alone respect you? We're week one and a half. You've got a mountain to climb to repair that. But on the same token, I'm grateful she showed herself to me because she's the type of person that would weaponize your vulnerabilities against you. So now I know, and there's a great saying about keeping your enemies closer, right? But I'm still going to call her a account. She's going to know very well. That, and she already knows that I won't take it. That's why she called my mom. <laughs> right? <laughs> pretty, pretty crazy. But yeah, and the other thing is like, otherwise, uh, if this isn't dealt with in a satisfactory manner, it's complete withdrawal with a, I, I demand all monies, all monies paid refunded in complete and full, all monies, including enrollment fees, admission fees, all of it. And uh, they don't know who they've messed with. Here's the silly thing. To come to the concept, you don't know who's in your network. I might be new to the school, but I know a lot of people in the school. And over the course of the weekend, I had ears and eyes from the ground who shared with me more information about both the teacher and the vice principal. This is why everything's visible. Nothing is hidden. It's why we need to take radical responsibility for ourselves and all of our actions and inactions because we all get called to account. And right now, the finale, where all the lights come on in the house, when the curtains open and everyone's taking, are you taking a bow or running out the door with oh shit? And I'm gonna see a lot of people running out that door with oh shit. Because the lights are coming on. Show's over folks. <sighs> Was that a powerful share? Lana, what's your, uh, uh, you know, what is something that you take away from this? Because I did actually contact you and reach out to you and share with you a little bit about the journey and uh, where I was in a place where I was like processing. You were in, um, you were in pain, such pain when I spoke to you last. And uh, it's just like, wow, <laughs> what a shift. It's, um, that's amazing. It's amazing. You, I, I think you had to feel it and see it from that perspective too first, but then to have the wisdom to step back and see what was really going on. It's like, wow, you could really see what was going on. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well done, you. <laughs> and, and, and your tools work. <laughs> they work. <laughs> Just they in work. case you needed to give them another practice session, <laughs> they really work. <laughs> so that's great. I, I, I was just thinking, you know, next time if I come back, I would choose you as my mom. <laughs> <laughs>
he chose very wisely your little he's very very lucky to have such an awesome mum oh thank you I appreciate that and you know I'm in this place because I've been through hell I've walked through the fire pit of hell for a long time and I tried to fly my way out I tried to claw my eye out but I was I didn't know how to get out I just made a choice to get out and then I started to learn and then I started to learn and you know I've got the tools to help him recover. I can see that he's got trauma responses going on. This isn't just normal settling in issues. This is trauma responses. But I can help clear that. But it, there's also a purpose in his journey and part of my journey for us to go through this. But it doesn't mean that I keep sending him back into a stressful environment to keep going. through. We've got the learning. We've got it. And now it's time to stand that ground and call it out and give him that opportunity. Now, a blessing for him is whatever way this goes, he's now got a contrast. And he also knows how to be effectively, lovingly supported. He knows what's the right thing. And he's a sensitive soul, sensitive to people's bullshit. He knows what yelling sounds like. I'm not perfect. There's been moments in my parenting experience where I have yelled at him because I got frustrated. You pick up your toys. <laughs> We're all familiar with that one, right? Tired, exhausted, and you're just like, oh, God, nothing's else working. Well, you just pick up your toys. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> and he's turned around and stood up to me because that's what I teach him to do, to stand up to everyone, including me. He's not to feel afraid of anyone. And he said, Mom, I'm just a kid. I'm like, you're right. Thank you for teaching me that and reminding me. No one should be spoken to that way, boy. And I get, I get down on my knees and I'm giving him a hug. I'm like, thank you for calling me out. I really would like you to pick up your toys. What can we do to have you encouraged to do that? Because it's going to feel real good. I can walk around and not step on your leg Okay, mum. And so now he's doing it for the joy of it and because he's empowered to do it by choice instead of just told what to do. He's teaching me a lesson to drop my authority act. We all relate, right? Yeah. So he's, he's really, really super empowered. I mean, that kid is a lighthouse for this planet. I went through what I went through because I had to be ready to give him the space to come in and like, yeah, I, I had an experience when he was in my womb. I was in, in a um, uh, in an aqua class when I was pregnant, and I remember him. I, I went to this place in this vision in the meditation part where we floated floated around the first time I was there I was the odd one in the group meaning the odd odd number so for partnering up for the in part and so the the aqua teacher said you when we say switch I'll, you just stay floating and 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 you have two meditation rotations and I had the most powerful vision I saw him at the age of five when he was in my womb in a field holding my hand saying it's all right, mum. I chose the light and the dark 
meaning so that I can come into the world already with the contrast. He already had that. Um, he knew what his mission was. He already came in choosing it. So powerful. And, you know, so everything I've been through is, is designed to help me be that best version of myself and continue to be a better version all the time, upgrading. And I, I tell you what shifted me on the weekend is on Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Yeah. I'd spent a lot of time. I was exhausted because I didn't sleep at all on Friday night. Yeah, I, 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 and my brain went into just a, a very unusual state, just hyper overload, stress response, right? Trauma response. And so by Saturday, I'm exhausted. <laughs> and so I napped and then I did a meditation, a self-guided meditation. And I had the most exquisite download of light codes into my body with full healing. And that was my shift because it was calling for the awareness. I was calling for the healing. I was calling for help me see the reason. What am I not yet aware of that when I become aware of it will make all of the difference? light code activation in every cell of my body. It's through these experiences, these dark valleys, that we then get the opportunity to invite the next upgrade. That should be a drop the mic moment. Powerful? Yeah. So embrace, remember all healing, all a shift in perspective creates the healing and all healing comes from a shift in perspective. When you realize, go, you know what? There's nothing bad about this. Yeah, it's off my feeling. Trust those feelings, looking at your boundaries, looking at your state, your emotional state, using the tools and, this, and the skills that you're learning to apply them and be that best version of yourself to see through and connect the dots when we get caught up in fear response we go microscopic and we can't see the big picture and then we end up battling and fighting with people in conflict about these things down here when really we need to call the elephant out in the room this is a systemic problem that has been created because of a bad choice and not taking care and factoring the needs of a five-year-old with him as a priority. Let's call it for what it is. Yeah. Well, that's good. Next step in this series is coming to you soon. <laughs> awesome. Anyone want to share any comments? I saw a bit of a remember to release like recognize what's coming up but then also release the judgments around it otherwise you get caught in the game yeah yeah it oh, a lot of stuff there and look really thank you for sharing that story because a it is personal um b we don't know these people so there is no actual attachment to them but um what what for me was it just really highlights our education system of how screwed up it does to our kids and 
um, you know, go you for, you know, for, for protecting, being there at that age to, to be able to protect him. And at the same time now I'm thinking it's like, shit, what have I missed with my own child as well now? I mean, I didn't know. I now know and it's like okay now what can I do with my 15 year old is there something that I can um, undo some of those programs really you know you know now start being aware of them you know and just go looking (laughs) I I suppose because it's like I'm, I'm really I'm continuing to wanting to protect her. Um, Yeah. So it's like, okay, what can I do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you teach her these skills and tools. You make it safe for her to express herself and be her. Oh yeah, I mean, like you should see the Mother's Day card. Like I was in tears. It was like it was happy tears, you know. Like she was acknowledging. Uh, we see, it's like it's making me do it again. Um, you know, it's just like you're my first best friend. Um, you know, it and it's be. like, yeah, and it's like, okay, I'm actually doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm really. Um, yeah <laughs> and re- remember to, remember that everything happens for a reason as well yeah. like, so the, the her soul path and your soul path have already made agreements for certain experiences to be experienced yeah yeah so if i had a, a happy to you spot that's awesome that's awesome just know you're doing a great job you're doing a great job and like for you know anyone else that might be feeling like god i've missed the boat with my kids in this experience or what have i missed please don't go to there because that's going to a perspective that's contracting and limited yeah. you, you've yeah. and remember that we've all been a victim to this system all right how awesome is it that you're waking up to it now and look how awesome your own life is shifting even if it's just a few weeks already or you've been doing this process now for a year two years three years four years some of you with me right when your whole life shifts healing happens awareness is diamonds out of the coal get found you know and it's so there is if if you haven't got the full awareness yet it just means you're still on the journey keep going higher up the mountain (laughs) all right because you'll get better view all right much love light and so much manif- manifest, lots of magic, miracles and more. It's gone for a long call, but I hope it was super val- valuable for you all. And um, have an amazing week. Please go fill up your cup and love, 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 love yourself. Do some self-care practices, have fun with it and enjoy this week. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend or someone that you may know and make sure that you get the regular updates by heading to theglobalbutterfly.com and registering for the email list. You also get my free heart activation meditation and 111 spiritual positive affirmations for spiritual ascension. So I am very much in love with helping people in life to be able to clear, especially trauma loops and how to understand energy. I'm a spiritual life coach and business mentor, helping my clients to gain a deeper understanding of their energy, clear trauma loops, and learn how to harness and master it to be more in flow with ease, joy and abundance so that they can have better relationships in life and business. Really, really enjoyed sharing this with you. 
I'm sure that there'll be even more updates and certainly more podcasts coming up.